Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. We finally come to the end of season three of the Recover Your Soul podcast. And just for fun, I wanted to throw in one more bonus episode. This was an episode that aired originally in April of 2022 for the Apple Podcast subscribers and Patreon members who get that extra Friday bonus episode every week. And I just really wanted to share this one because I love, love this concept of the wolf you feed, that there are aspects of each of us. And we get to decide we get to make a conscious decision of which one we are going to feed. Who are we going to nurture in ourselves? I hope you enjoy this extra, extra episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Back in March 2020, before I had even started podcasting on my website, I had started blogging. And I was really inspired by an old Cherokee story about the wolves. And some of you have probably heard this story before, but I've been thinking a lot about it lately because there are two aspects of ourselves and we can decide which direction we want to go. So this old Cherokee story really spoke to me. So I'll just start by reading this story. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle's between two wolves inside all of us. One is evil. It's anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, 
empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And the grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked the grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. The one you feed. And as I've continued on this journey, I recognize that sometimes that dark wolf, that wolf of fear, still is inciting me, begging to be fed, just howling at me. It wants to have some attention. And the more that I am feeding and the more that I'm giving my time and attention to that other wolf, the white wolf, the light wolf, the one that is about moving forward in my spiritual path, the more my life is turning in a direction that's beyond what I can remember even wishing for. And yet, how intense it is that this dark wolf continues to get my attention. Becoming a minister has been a really interesting process for me, and especially since most of you know that I was raised Buddhist and had a traumatic experience of my grandmother trying to help me by encouraging me to be Christian, and that felt unsafe to me. And eventually, I met Rich, who was the first Christian that I had ever met that didn't come in and try to save me or try to make me think or feel something differently. And then through all these years, then we eventually found unity, which allowed me to have these more Buddhist feelings, these more, it's something we don't know what it is, uh, kind of connection. And Rich was still able to have his connections with God and Jesus. And it was the perfect place for us. And yet, I'm fascinated with this journey that I've been on that is just now, at 52 years old, even with having become a minister and going through all the recovery and going through the 12 step and really hearing everything in the big book, everything in the Al Anon book, everything in recovery books about higher power, that it is just now that I am really grasping the incredible awareness of the importance of the spiritual awakening that is discussed in the big book and how that helps to feed the right wolf. And that when you're disconnected from your higher power, when you're disconnected from whatever that is for you, that it is so easy to fall into that place where the dark wolf is the one that's winning the one that's about anger and envy and jealousy and sorrow and regret and greed, self-pity, guilt, resentment, feeling inferior, telling lies, false pride, superiority, and getting caught up in your ego. Those are the aspects of ourselves that are really about being human. And they're really the parts of us that are holding tightly to a belief that if we don't have absolute control of something, absolute control of the world around us, that it's all just going to fall apart and go to shit and that we'll die. <laughs> that who, who are we? That we have to get something and we have to do it ourselves. That we are responsible ourselves to make something happen. 
the more I do the studies, I, I'm so blessed to now be doing Recover Your Soul full time. And part of that blessing is to really have even more time to dedicate to my spiritual practice. And what I'm finding more and more is the release of the need to feed that part of myself. What I'm getting more is the awareness that everything that happened in the past, every single thing that happened in the past, all those hurts, all those conversations, all those woundings that we had, we project them into our current life. And when we do that, we're actually feeding this dark wolf with all of our past pain. That's the food that we're putting in its bowl. And when we do that, it brings up in us all these emotions and all these feelings that are about suffering, that are about not feeling enough, about not feeling loved, about not feeling connected. Because we're forgetting that the number one thing in our life is to come back to our connection with higher power. I was reading, and I love this, and I think I may even said it in a recent podcast, but it's just been really on my mind lately that sanity, and we talk about being sanity in step two, but that sanity is wholeness and insanity is separation, separation from higher power. Again, this is tricky because we all come from different backgrounds, different religious experiences, different belief structures, different woundings, different things that happen to us that make it harder for us to understand what is spirit to us? What is this divine nature? What is this energy, this universal love, this greater consciousness that we can think of as just being love? What if we took all the religion out of it and just said, you at your core of who you are without all of the darkness that comes from the dark evil wolf is really a foundation of love, that it's good and joy and peace and love and hope and serenity and humility and kindness and empathy and generosity and truth and compassion and faith. That when we feed that, when we connect deeply with that aspect of ourselves that is in complete sanity, in complete wholeness and union with the knowing that you are supported and loved by whatever this is, that you can handle anything, that that's the wolf that wins. And I also, in my blog that I had written, had talked about we're either moving forward or we're falling behind. This whole belief that you can just stay in place, that it can just be the same, isn't true. We're never actually just sedentary. We're never actually in a place where nothing changes. Something is always happening. Something is always evolving. But it can be evolving moving forward or it can be evolving moving backwards. And if we're not working hard to feed and have awareness of the light of the good wolf, 
we may not even know it, and we're slipping backwards, slipping backwards into a life that feeds the other one. In recovery, in soul recovery, regardless of whether you're like me and you're in continued recovery from addiction, and you're in soul recovery of addiction of control, or learning how to be okay when the world around you isn't okay, when we stop moving and growing and expanding, then we do what they call sit on your laurels. And we just kind of sit back and we're like, I think I've got this. It's all good now. I don't really have to work hard on it. Or I don't have to put energy into this. I can just kind of chill for a minute. What I have found is that there's that insidious nature of the addiction that starts creeping up and tapping on your shoulder and saying, hey, don't you want to feel angry about that? Aren't you irritated at that behavior? Don't you remember how they used to talk about you like that? Didn't that make you mad? Don't you feel like you're not having any fun? And wouldn't a margarita be great? And why is that person talking about you? Why are they saying what they're saying? You should be mad at them. Why don't your kids do this or do that? Man, that is the dark wolf in there just howling for attention, howling for food. And it means that we have to recognize that when we're moving backwards by not being vigilant, that we're actually allowing that to have control over us. And again, we don't have control over a single thing outside of us, but we certainly have control of what we personally are thinking and feeling, of what we personally are putting our attention and time to. And, you know, we call spiritual work work, which I think is super fascinating because that makes it feel heavy. It makes it feel burdensome. But I have found that once I truly surrendered truly surrendered to this part of myself that was letting go of the need for my personal self to be consistently satisfied in some way, for this part of myself to feel like I had to fix everything, that it was my responsibility to make the world be a certain way. Once I realized that my thoughts are uniquely mine And what is right for me personally may not be right for every other person in the world. What is right for me, what I really value, may not be what everybody else values. Just like in soul recovery, I say it all the time, take what you need and leave the rest. If I say something that doesn't resonate with you, don't take it. If I say something that speaks truth to you and you feel like that's something that you want to bring into yourself, do it. But I'm not here to tell you anything that you have to do or have to be. And I learned that from this absolute surrender that that is about me as well. That I don't have to do or be what anybody else tells me to do or be either. And when I do that, I feel myself moving forward, taking those action steps to move forward, to improve myself, to learn, to grow, to see the beauty of the world and the light of everything that's around me, even when it feels hard. 
but it doesn't feel as hard anymore because I have this foundation of hope and serenity and humility and kindness, compassion and faith, generosity. And it feels so much more alive and desirable than dragging with me all this stuff from the past, all these experiences from the past that I'm trying to fix, that I'm trying to resolve, that I'm trying to define myself as, that I want validation for. Being a human being is complicated. So no one has said that it's easy. But we have this consistent choice on a daily basis of which one of these wolves we're going to feed. And it can be extremely hard when we're in a situation where we have somebody in our life who is really struggling from their own addiction, from their own misery, from their own unhappiness, to not want to also try to take care of their inner wolves, to want to try to make sure that they see what they could be doing better, how they could be making sure that they're feeding the right one. But we got to take care of ourselves first and make sure that we're clean in our energy that we're whole in the way that we think and feel. And then when you're approaching somebody else first to make sure that it is their desire to have and receive the help. I talk a lot about how in Al-Anon, we clean our side of the street first. We take care of ourselves first. We put ourself, our attention on ourselves first. And when the people around us are having experiences It's interesting when you really pay attention to it, when they're having these experiences and you come from this healthier place, they will actually ask you for your advice or your opinion on something. And it's a very different situation than when we're constantly the ones who are trying to tell everybody what to do. When we are inserting our beliefs into everybody else or what we think that they should do, how they should, how they should manage their inner wolves. But once we've taken care of ourselves and we're just present for somebody and we're allowing them to have their own experience, just like in the detachment episode, we're not preventing a crisis. We're not creating a crisis. We're not taking care of what's going on for them. We're letting them be themselves. And when they feel that safety, even when they're unhealthy, they're going to be more likely to come in that vacuum space and be ready for what the gifts you do have to give from a healthier place. And especially when we do those things without having a lot of attachment to the demanding of the outcome that we want from it. That's the hardest part. The hardest part is really watching somebody else go through their experience. Are they moving forward? Are they slipping back? We watch those and then we get caught up in that again and again. But that's okay. Part of this whole journey is about recognizing it faster. Part of this whole journey is noticing, oh, that behavior is sliding me backwards instead of moving me forward. That behavior is not being helpful to me and it's not being helpful to them. What can I do to make sure that I'm feeding the wolf that is about love? 
What am I doing to make sure that I'm moving forward, even if it's teeny tiny steps, instead of thinking that we're just standing still when we're really sliding backwards or doing things that are really steps back. I really believe that higher power, this this source, this spirit, the energy that created the worlds is here to provide us with a foundation of love and success. And that even though we call it work, it doesn't have to be hard. It's not about efforting. It's actually about surrendering, having more kindness, more gentleness for yourself and others inside, more ability to be in the flow, more ability to recognize that you are whole, that that is sanity, is being whole and recognizing that you are being supported and loved. And when we look at our lives and we recognize the things that we did that moved us in a direction that was more painful, we can often see how we were clinging and grasping to those parts of ourselves or that, that arrogance, that greed, that false pride, that ego that is part of that dark wolf, that that part of us that is determined to hold on to our anger and our fear and our resentments, we deserve it because all those things that happen to us, we're justified in these feelings that we have. But as I've said before, the person who's drinking the poison from that is you. We are poisoning ourselves and then we're pissed at everybody else that we feel like shit. If you can actually forgive for yourself, if you can actually love for yourself, if you can actually know that not a single thing that happened up until right this second has to affect your right now, even if it was terrible, even if it was traumatic, that we can be present right here, right now. And we can feel the love. We can feel the kindness. We can give compassion to ourselves. We can have faith. We can have hope that there is going to be something positive moving forward. And in those moments, that strength, that spiritual strength that comes is profound. And we surrender to that and we are feeding that wolf of love, the wolf of goodness, the wolf of light. And that wolf is our protector wolf. And that's the one that we want to win. We want to take those baby steps moving forward. And then when we look back, like I look back on my life and I think, gosh, four or five years ago, I couldn't have imagined that I would have the peace that's in my heart, the connection that I feel with higher power the spiritual awakening that is talked about in the big book as being the answer, not the not drinking anymore, not the not obsessing over someone else's behavior anymore, but the spiritual awakening of turning your life and your will over to the power of your choice of what that is for you, your higher power, is where the healing happens is where the recovery happens, the spiritual recovery. That's the gift. So 
Take a look at those wolves inside of you. Take a look at those and and ask yourself every day when you start to feel something, which one are you feeding? Which one are you feeding and why are we making the choices to allow ourselves to move into the darkness when we can make a different choice? Every day you can stop and make a different choice. No shame, no regret, no judgment, no going back and looking at yourself saying, oh, well, I should have chosen this. No, we're talking about just taking a breath, having a pause, recognizing what direction you're going, which wolf you're feeding, are you moving forward or backwards, and then making the adjustments that are necessary for success. That's what we're talking about. You got this. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.